0: Let's just stay in that moment for a second, thinking about the God who's never failed us. As we head into a new year, all that's before us, God, we are mindful that you've never failed us yet. How amazing is that? What a thought. How that spurs us into worship, into praise, into thinking about him. So Lord, as we dig into your word this morning, would they come alive to each and every one of us? That this morning all of us would get a fresh revelation, a fresh glimpse of you, what you've got for us. Lord, would you cheer us on? Would you encourage us this morning? Would you um, motivate us to action? We invite you to come and speak, to come and lead, to come and fill us up, Lord ready for all that to come. And Jesus' people prayed. Amen. Amen. Uh, before you take a seat, it's a bit chilly in here this morning. Turn around and say Happy New Year to somebody and then take your seat. Happy New Year, good to see you. Thanks, guys. You will see when I Really just perfect. Fantastic! It's good to be in church. Welcome, everybody. Um, I've got to. Uh, I've got to start by doing a couple of things. It's just this is like you know one of those phenomenons where um, you know where the planets align after so many years. But we've got uh, we've got John Burns, a founding pastor, and Sandra here with us. We've got Mike Taylor and Cookie with us, and it's just generations of these guys who've been. It's amazing, isn't it? Um, so <laughs> I'm feeling the pressure. Uh, Also, just a little disclaimer this morning, but uh, the guy who was supposed to be speaking dropped out last minute, so you've got me, I'm so sorry. Um, But let's have some fun this morning, I want to have some fun. So it's New Year, already I know, just looking at you lot, I know that some of us have made resolutions, we're promising to be slimmer, to save more, to go further, uh, to expand our horizons, I know it. Uh, We've got some dreamers in church today. So, I thought, let's do a three-week series on Psalms. I love Psalms. If you're new to church today, Psalms are this, uh, this, this book that, I, that I kind of put together of a, a journey of celebration, of, of, of devastation, of longing for God, but equally in those moments thinking, God, you are amazing. All that we've said and sung this morning. Um, it's just incredible. So let's look as we start this new year. Look at your life. Thinking about where God has placed you. All that's going on, let's think about what he might be saying to us today. I want to journey through Psalm 63. Um, and uh, I'm titling this series, uh, Starting With Praise. And I thought I'd pick pink, because I always go for the bolder colours, and I thought pink just looks energetic. I think it speaks to pushing us into the year. But starting with praise, Psalm 63 is all about praise. It's incredible. And we're going to jump in in just a second. But my question for you this morning is, if there was a soundtrack for 2019 for you, what would it be? Good question. Hey, Elijah. I can see you thinking already. What would it be? You know, I like to throw these curveballs. So I've thought of just a few, just to get you warmed up. I know it's chilly this morning. So bear with me while I just rattle through a few of these. Josh, Mr. DJ, spin those records. A bit of monastic loving for those who want to reflect throughout the year. This year for me is, a, is reflection. I'm going to become a bit more uh, into myself. Uh, I'm going to uh, hear from the Lord. I'm going to retreat. Okay, there's number one. Done. Who's number one? Play the game. Come on. Nobody. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Soundtrack number two. Who's this? The big S, the sky's the limit, and you think, thinking, what's the link? The link is those who are driven. Josh and I just put these together quickly, don't hit. But uh, I'm gonna reach for the sky, uh, for the, yeah, exactly, see, this year I'm going for it, excellent. Number three, let's go. Woo! So you ready, Ben, this is for you? Because we won't get to the words. So it's building up. Do we all know this song? Yes. Little two-step going on. Mr. DJ, cut it. And it goes. I want to to feel the heat. Heat. Perfect. So that one's for those who want to find romance this year. For those looking for love. That was the link, wasn't it, Josh? (laughs) It was Josh's idea. Okay. Let's keep moving on. We're almost there. Okay, I'm focused this year. It's all about making the... <laughs> Excellent. Amen, anybody? This year, it's all about making the dollar. Yeah, see, honesty, perfect. You guys are cracking. Um, and I think this is the last one. Uh, but before you play that, so then I got thinking about Psalm 63, and I thought about... All that is said in Psalm 63, where David spills his guts out. Uh, it's honesty about God, honesty about his own situation. And really, I think this was the soundtrack of David. And, uh, and it's Psalm 63, and this is by Shane and Shane. Um, and play it. It's easy to play. Okay, thank you. That's nice, isn't it? It's lovely and mellow. We'll have that later on as well. But in Psalm sixty three, David is really on the on the back end of some things going on in life. And for us, here we are today, our first Sunday of the new year. What a great moment it is to reflect on all that is to come. To get excited, to dream, to make plans, to put lists together. ...to uh, perhaps there's nervousness as well. You know, there's the unknown. What has God got for me? What is this situation going to look like? How will it unfold? Will 2019 finish the same as 2018? And it's, it's kind of mystery, you know, and it's, it's nervousness. But in Psalm 63, David is on the back end of a revolt against him from his own son. So David flees eastwards into the desert... And in the desert, he kind of pens this frantic prayer slash worship symphony that really just says, God, this is where I'm at. All that's before me, I don't know. I am nervous, but I know the truth of who you are. What I love about Keith, who leads the worship team for us, is Keith somehow, magically, always knows the theme of the day. And, and this morning, we were singing around this, this idea of trusting in journeying, in entering the unknown, in praise, even though it can be difficult. And in Psalm 63, David uses three metaphors. There are almost mini themes. He says the first one is thirsting for the Lord in the parched wilderness. And he describes that's his his current state. I'm searching for the Lord in this desolate place. Lord, where are you? The second he uses is satisfaction after a gourmet banquet in the sanctuary of the Lord. That sounds lovely, doesn't it? That actually, as I worship God, I'm filled. I'm filled. Let's be honest, how many already first week in need filling? For all that's to come, for all that we're planning, for everything that's going on, already we're shattered. I need filling. And David describes this. And the third, before we move on, he says, following the Lord as his shepherd. And trusting his protection. And these are all sub-themes. But we've got to hark back to David's story. For those who are new to church, David was, uh, the story tells us, a young shepherd boy. Who's the youngest in his family. And is overlooked and and looks after his father's livestock. Ultimately David trains for a while in the hillside. And then eventually we know the story through David and Goliath. Is David defeats Goliath. Amazing. Hurrah! Hurrah! And then David's elevated to this king who suddenly is celebrated. Like just crazy celebrations about him. He's this, he's that. David is amazing. He's a man of God. He's so favoured and people flock to him. Suddenly, David is projected to lead in this nation of people. Wow. But then through it all of these sub-themes, David messes up. He has amazing victories. Such highs and such lows. And in the laws he pens some of these psalms that just echo across the ages through generations about honesty. Of where he's been, what he's faced. How God, he feels sometimes, has abandoned him. But how equally he knows from the shepherd days that even when it feels like God has, the truth is he hasn't. It's incredible. And then the theme really of Psalm 63 is worship and praise and it starts with praise, doesn't it? This new year, let's start with praise. I thought, what can we look at as a church? It's got to start with praise. We could do resolutions easy, we could do um, here's how I want to change myself easy, but actually, beyond all of that stuff, it's about Him. So, why don't we start this year? God, all that's before me, I choose to worship you in, and I'll say that even when it gets difficult. Because the truth of you covers all of my emotions and feelings. And that's what Psalm 63 wraps up. Let's look at it. Psalm 63, if you're carrying your Bible today or it's on your phone, turn to it. But it'll be on the screen for those who aren't. And we get a picture of where David's at. We get this idea already, this imagery that David has fled. That he's kind of in this place of not knowing. That his own son has raised an army against him. And it's not looking pretty. And he says, oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. And David's using hyperbolic language. He's exaggerating, isn't he? My whole body longs for you. But it paints this image. of actually, you sense the desperation. You sense the, I don't want to be in that mundane place. Could it be a call to us this year not to allow ourselves to be in the mundane places And our relationship and our pursuit of Jesus. What's he got for us this year? This call to holiness. This call to go all in. And he says, my whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no Water, And actually that bit of land uh, harks back to uh, the Old Testament. And it's actually penned in the Old Testament as this place where the wind blows backwards and forwards. It's this imagery of there's no water. Nothing grows there apart from a few weeds. And he says this in verse 2 to 5. I have seen you in the sanctuary and I've gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. How I praise you. How does that even make sense? His own son wants to kill him. How I praise you. That's not typical language to use, is it? But David's going back in his memories to those moments on the mountainside where it was just him in the stars. Where it's just him chatting to God, conversing with his maker and creator. And all that's been put in him is suddenly being unearthed in the trickier times. It is so God-like. So he's saying, although right now, I shouldn't be praising you. I still know you're a good God. I still know you've got me. I still know you plan goodness for all that's to come. I love that. What a perspective change. Then he says, I will praise you as long as I live. Lifting up my hands in prayer. You satisfy me with the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. He says, I lie awake thinking of you meditating on you through the night. Psalm 19, one says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the skies show his handiwork. And David's putting this picture together of this God who carries him and who has carried him through everything. It's easy to grumble, isn't it? Week one, what's to come? Oh no, don't think about it, just take uh, baby steps. This morning as, as I was, just a little illustration, as I was putting my boy's shoe on, I won't tell you which boy, because you might listen back on podcast, but um, he whinges all the time, doesn't he your. It's that one, all the time. I don't like that food, every, every meal time, I don't like that. And then the other two, oh we don't like it either. <laughs> I don't like those shoes, I don't like those clothes, the jeans are too tight. went to a football game last night to see Newcastle. I don't like it here. Like, everything is just dislike. So this morning, I thought, right, I'm going to lock him in the eyes. We're having a conversation, big boy. So as I'm putting his shoes on, here we go. I don't like these shoes. So I said his name. And I said, do you know what? You whinge about everything. You just do. You complain about every single thing. Your food, your clothes. <laughs> um, everything. The treats you get. And I said, you know what, when I was a little boy, and you've got to use the line haven't you, when I was a little boy I was grateful, I was very grateful. And then he kind of looks and he thinks, yeah. And I thought, that's the attitude to take isn't it, we are so quick to think, I'm in a desert, it is parched land, I'm in a really tricky season, I've got all this to come, it's not going the way I want it, I'm not where I want to be, I haven't found Mr. or Mrs., I'm not earning the dollar dollar that I want to earn, all of these things, but David flips it. And real life or death, this isn't symbolic, this isn't an illustration, real life or death situation. I will praise you all of my days. Lord, I want us as a church to be in that place. I want us to be worshipping you all of our days. Regardless of what comes, David sees the handiwork of God over his life. And that's why in the difficult times, he can say, you are worthy of praise so let's start our year with praise he says this going on because you are my helper i sing for joy in the shadow of your wings i cling to you your strong right hands hold me securely but those plotting to destroy me will come to ruin that's his own son they will go down into the depths of the earth they will die by the sword and become food of the jackals but the king, that's him, will rejoice in God. All who trust in him will praise him, while liars will be silenced. And it was incredible. Reading this, it suddenly hit me how, in the middle of the desert, as David's penning this psalm and putting his thoughts to God in a prayer in this worship song, that actually God used his song in the desert to inspire worshippers for generations. How this song I want to play in a few moments for you guys, this fresh band, this trendy band have taken this song and have produced music. Even still, thousands of years on, we understand what God was doing in his life speaks to us. Isn't that amazing? And I know it's a cheesy link, but I've got to ask the question, is God doing something in your life right now that can speak to people to come? Why am I in this place why have you got me where you've got me? For David, it was two things. It was uh, a location. He was in a desert, we know that. And it was also a situation. He'd flee, he'd fled. And, uh, and for us right now, we could be questioning those two things. My location, why on earth am I here? I could be anywhere on the planet. Why have you got me here right now? Here's my dreams, Lord. You know what you've got for me. You know where I want to be, itchy feet. But God, you've got me in this location right now. And I think Psalm 63 allows us to change our perspective and think, actually, how do you want to use me in this location? For David, the second thing was situation. We know, we read what was happening to him. We know his backstory. For you, what's your situation? What are the things that make up your life right now? Whether that's job, family, health. Whether that's conversations, whether it's plans, dreams, What's your situation? And I think Psalm 63, would you agree, allows us to think, actually, God, you're in my location and my situation. For me, it's freeing. I love to make plans, do you? I love to to have it mapped out of where I'm going and who I'm going to be with him, what it's going to look like. And when I think about people like David, it's a breath of fresh air to think, actually, God... He recognised that you were in everything. And so must I. And the things that are easy to to worship you for. But also the things that it would seem stupid to worship you about. And to lift your name and and to focus on you. So my question this morning is, what does 2019 hold for you? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you a bit of both? But David knew the truth and goodness of his king. And that feelings and situations, they couldn't erode that. It was that confidence and security that God has got me. Sometimes when I've got big questions, I find it easy to look back too. Do you? And I think about those moments that God came through. All those conversations, all those those kind of meandering life um, situations that get us to where we're at. And I think, yes, God, you've carried me. Uh, As a church, sometimes we think, you know, God, what are you doing right now? You know, God, what have you got for us? And then we can look back over time periods of people leading the church. um, Or even within the last year and we think, yes, God, here's how you've been working. Here's how you're molding people together. Here's what you've got for us. I think about the people who've come to faith in 2018 within our church family. And I say it all the time, but I love it. I think about Alpha Course. Wasn't that amazing? Amazing. God, yes, you've got us and you know us. So it gives us confidence to push us forward for what's to come. Are you guys tracking? I'm almost done. In Matthew 6:33, it says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, And everything else will be added to you. And I think if we peel back the layers and we peel back all of the story, if we look at David's example, that's seriously what he's doing, isn't he? God, I am putting you first. I am worshipping you even when the odds are against me. I am praising you even when I shouldn't be. But then God blesses that. So this morning, church, I wanted to invite us to to come and to worship Him. I wanted us to come and, uh, as we kick off this new year, to come and praise Him. To think about all that He's got for us. I want to play that song again. And I want you to think about the words. And then, uh, as you feel led, I want you to come and uh, take communion. And, And this can be a celebration. It doesn't have to be a solemn procession. It can be, God, here's what you've got for me. As I partake in your body, as I think about what you've done for me, I'm excited. Because that means that you have me. That means that you've got my life mapped out. I'm confident. I feel secure. And for others, you might, in that monastic prayer, want to come and just be silent. And dedicate all that's to come to him. God, in the quietness of my heart this morning, I give you my life. I ask you to bless all that's to come. To lead me. To be in the places where I would least expect you to be. And on the table as well as you, take the bread and wine. I've printed a few of these things, which are Psalm 63. These are for your fridge. So that you can remind yourself as you open and close it across the year that actually I'm called to praise. And who knows where you'll be in these moments of opening and closing. But actually, our first response will be, God, even though I am here, even though this is going on, or even though this time in my life is amazing, I praise you. And there's a little bit at the bottom, and it says, I praise you for, feel free to fill it in, just to, to write down, to pen down some of the things we're thankful for. As a declaration of thanksgiving and worship, as we head into this year. Come as you feel led. In Matthew 26, 26. It's the institution of the Lord's Supper. It's the invitation of Jesus. Inviting every person here. To come and feast on him. To come and be filled. And be refreshed. To be energized. And it says this. Now as they were eating. Jesus took the bread. And after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, for this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is an open invitation. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for the many for the forgiveness of sins. So let's come and partake this morning a new year, a new you. And Lord, as we come and take from your table, we think about David. We think about those words in Psalm 63. And we know that just on the numbers in here today, that for some of us it will be hard to worship right now. It wouldn't make sense to praise you. It all seems all over the place. But, just like David, we we choose to speak the truth over our own lives, of who you are, of all you've done. And for the promises to come. Jesus, fill your church this year. Would you embolden your saints for action? That this year as we go forward, we would be amazed at the things we encounter. The places you take us, the people we meet, the conversations we have. But Jesus, you're the prize. And as we come and take from your table this morning, give us a burden for the lost, Father, this year. Give us opportunities to share our faith this year. So that others too can praise you and can know you. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.